Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hello, everybody. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're been so a few excited. weeks. It has. We're really stoked to be here and to be touching back into sharing infinite relating with the world. Yes. We've been doing really important, vital, deep research. We have been. <laughs> the last few weeks. <laughs> Constantly. That's kind of what we do. Yeah. 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 Do a lot of vulner- vulnerable exploration. Yeah, for sure. And we went to Soul Play. Which was incredible, which is a wonderful, if you, if you haven't heard of it, it's a wonderful, really small, intimate festival in the Bay Area um, that's really focused on intimacy, relationships, sensuality, all the things we love. Yes. And I was really impressed with how many people had heard of Infinite Relating based on our posts and our podcasts who were there. Yeah. And how much enthusiasm there was about it. Like several conversations in the lunch line with people talking about how you know, they wanted to really understand the concepts more. And when we explained it, they were like, oh my God, this is, this makes more sense than anything yeah. I've ever heard in terms of relationship. And I feel the same. So when Frey and I met this morning, we were talking about, um, right before we started recording this, we were talking about, or I was talking about how it's been almost four months now for me and Max, <laughs> <laughs> and which isn't very long, you know, considering the depth of how many people are married 30 years or, you know, together for five years or whatever. But I have never been in a relationship that's been this healthy and mm. easeful and magical at the same time, you know, where there hasn't been a sacrifice for magic or passion and stability and ease, you right. know, where it's both. And I was thinking this morning how that is 100% because of infinite relating. I was like, holy shit, this is because of this type of relating that we are developing and and um, unrevealing, I guess, more. Because it's not like we're making it, but we're we're observing it. Yeah. You know? And that's really, that's really why. And I felt so grateful like that I can credit this modality for really changing my life and changing how I do relationships like a hundred percent yeah yeah I think we were both saying like we wouldn't be in these incredibly rich and ecstatic and passionate and intimate vulnerable relationships that we're in right now yeah without infinite relating we would have we would have made it small or sabotaged or hardened or like we would have done one of our mechanisms for safety (laughs) control (laughs) control Um, yeah, I would have, I would have, I would have run away. Yeah. yeah. You would have controlled it and I would have ran away and yeah. we, we wouldn't have what we have. Um, yeah, I couldn't, the relationship that I'm in wouldn't exist in any other paradigm. Right. It just, it wouldn't. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even put a timeline on it. I'm like, I don't know. I've been in love with him for like nine months, but we've been in relationship for maybe two months. Two, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, and so it, We've well, been to, in relationship the whole time. We've just been in this different, <laughs> different types of relationships. Different, yeah, like an actual maybe kind of a container of a, a identifiable mm-hmm. relationship from the outside. Right. But yes, we have been in an infinite relationship for, for a while. For a while. So, yeah. so cool. I love it. Yeah. And our topic that we decided to talk about today is something that we chose because, I guess, because it's been coming up, for me. For both of us, as yeah. something so essential, um, and I think it would be fun to do, you know, more episodes on sort of the things that 
an infinite relationship sort of must have in order for it to be an infinite relationship mm. and to function the way that we've been experiencing our partnerships. Um, and that for today is sovereignty. Yes. So I'm really, really excited to be talking about more like what sovereignty is, maybe what it's not, maybe things that I thought I knew about it that I didn't understand until really committing to living in that way and exploring it for myself for the last several months, doing it in partnership you know, viewing my partner as sovereign, all these things I'm excited to dive into. Yeah, I think that's, that feels, it's essential. Like I, I've been reflecting on my relationship and I know I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to be in this relationship, you know, even a year or two years ago. And so much of that is because I've been developing my, my personal sovereignty in that Mm -hmm. time and, and, and recognizing what other people's sovereignty feels like as well. Totally. The safety that that provides. So yeah, this is, this is essential. And it's something that's like, once you discover it, you're like, oh my God, this is it. And then once you start living it, you kind of like falls to the background because it's just the way you operate, but it's really essential. And I think there's some confusion about it. I think there's like any relationship tool, it's not even a relationship. It's like a way of being, but I just, yeah, I think there can be fear and confusion. Um, so it'd be really good to clarify. Great. Yeah. So maybe we start there. Like if I can ask you, what is sovereignty to you? Um, so this actually, I, I want to give credit to Matt Sturm from Soul Play. A couple years ago, I went to one of his workshops and it was one where I was like, okay, I've read about personal sovereignty, but he really helped me embody it in a mm. whole new way. And I was like, I fucking get it. This mm. is it. Cool. Um, and I just felt so empowered. And I remember him first starting it, um, the workshop is sovereignty is I am responsible for my life experience, Oh, nice. which sounds like it could be. Um, I like the challenge with that is like, it sounds like, oh, it could be that I'm a strong, independent woman, which I've been for a very long time, but it's very different energy. It's, I am the authority on my life experience because I know I have the highest authority of what my body's experiencing, what I'm feeling, what my Mm -hmm. sensations are. So based on all of that information that I have and nobody else has, I can more deeply know what I want and need from, from life, from partners, from whatever. And so if I remember, I am responsible for my life experience, Mm. not responsible for my beloveds, Mm. not responsible for my friends, only my own. And if something doesn't feel aligned, if if something doesn't feel like it's working, if I feel like I'm hurting and I'm aching and I'm longing, that is my information that I need something. And so Mm. I have my tools and resources. I ask for help or, um, so for me, it even really helped like the healing piece was. I was in a, an abusive relationship in a marriage for, in a marriage for a, an embarrassing amount of time, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was able to look at that relationship from this view of personal sovereignty, the fear of returning back to, like, I was so afraid of being in a relationship because I was afraid of being back into that, that cage. Yeah. And when I saw it from this lens of sovereignty, I could see how, how I participated, how I stayed, which is not to blame the victim, but just like recognizing that I was a part of that experience. And this version of me will never allow myself Mm. to be in that again, because I have the sovereignty to say, this does not work for me. I understand now I can't change you. I can't change anybody, but I can walk away when something doesn't feel right anymore. And so it was really helpful in healing that process Mm. and stepping into it and saying like, whatever connection I'm into now, I have choice. I'm always at choice. And, um, in doing that, it's like part of the self-select. So this morning when I was feeling, I was, (laughs) I was with my partner 
And I was really hurting. Um, going deep into this relationship is bringing things up, things that I did not expect, that I thought were way in the past, and yeah. and they're coming up. And so I was feeling really tender, really small, really scared, and I could feel my protective mechanism. I got me, no worries. I'm just going to numb myself up. I'm going to wall myself up, and I'm just going to take a step away. And that is definitely a valid option. That is completely valid if that's what I need for safety. Yeah. But I felt into this other option of, I know that I'm needing support. I know that my beloved is a really safe space holder for me. And if I can ask him, hey, I'm having a hard time. Do you have a few minutes to just hold me? Mm. And so that was like the other way I was able to step into my sovereignty. Is that I can ask for what I want and need. And now in doing that, the only way this works is I trust his sovereignty that he can say no if he doesn't have the bandwidth. If he doesn't have the time, if you feel, if he has to do something or give up a part of himself, so he would resent me to say yes, or he can say, yes, I have the bandwidth. Absolutely. I want to be there for you. This is how much time or space I have. And so for, for the, all of these pieces to work is we, I have to be in my sovereign centered self. I have to be owning my experience and I have to trust that he has himself. And so in doing that, yeah, he was, he held me and it was amazing and we mm-hmm. reconnected and I felt, I just, I was able to move through that feeling. I'm still vulnerable. I'm still so tender and I'm still feeling the things coming up. Yeah. But I don't have to be so alone with it and I didn't have to like armor myself up. I'm like, oh, it's actually safe to be a little bit raw here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah. it's like I, and so I'm learning in my relationships, so my sovereignty it is what guides me, it's what tells me what I want and need. It's what empowers me to have complete control of my situation. And if I'm in any type of situation or relationship with somebody and they're behaving in a certain way that doesn't feel good to me or doesn't feel safe, I'm the one, I'm the one who has that sensory information to know that. Mm. And so I'm the one who can do something about it, whether you know it's removing myself from the situation, asking for what I need, something like that. But it just it allows it allows me to have power over um, over my interactions. And then I get to choose, I get to self-select. And now I'm in these incredible, not just my primary partnership, mm-hmm. but just all of my dear friends that we, I have, I have myself, so we all have, we all have ourselves and we're yeah. connecting in really safe ways. And, and it allowed, because of that, it really creates a safer container for deeper vulnerability. Totally. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah, I really felt like the word power to me in what you just said, like kept resurfacing. And I really relate with that. I think it's so important to recognize, like, despite all of the um, reality to the fact that, you know, those of us who have been in abusive relationships or in, you know, with our with with dysfunctional childhoods, or you know, places where, you know, we are actually um, do have limited capabilities of you know leaving the situation but any place that we can find power there I agree from my own personal experiences um makes me feel safer now because recognizing like you know recognizing what's what's current for me now and that I have that I have that I do have the power to create my world you know to some degree right I'm not obviously complete and total control because there's other people in the world that have other (laughs) agendas and experiences and triggers and all this stuff but um yeah I can really feel that when you were talking like how remembering your sovereignty helps you feel power and that power power over your own life and over your own choices and expressing your own needs is what helps you feel safe 
Exactly. And able to connect more deeply with someone who's also doing that. And I think that two sovereign people or more relating is really where it gets to be super magical. Yeah. And I think it even actually, like, it allows me to be messier. Mm. It allows a little bit of, like, leaning over to the other side. Like, I can feel into... Because there's definitely more caution. I don't want to lose myself in relationship. I don't want to become, you know, the big, the big scary word. I don't want to become codependent. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when we're both, when we're both coming from this more solid, grounded, sovereign space, it gives, it creates a safer container. We can both be a little messier. We can both lean a little bit back and forth because we're going to, it's going to be this, um, give and take of each of us kind of standing more solidly and catching each other. And so I want, I want that. I want all the juiciness. I don't want to like hold this so strongly and so safely that, you know, we're not losing ourselves. No, I want to create the container so I can lose myself, mm-hmm. but then I've always got me to come back mm-hmm. to. I, I love think that. that's, that's in here. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, I totally relate to that. I think for me, something that I've been thinking about sovereignty from the beginning of my connection, when I really first started diving into infinite relating was that, in the past, my relationship, my relationship became my world. Mm-hmm. And so I existed inside the relationship. Like the relationship actually felt bigger than me. Yeah. And it sort of was my everything. And as, you know, a, a devotional, heart-based, like submissive leaning so in certain contexts, and other ones <laughs> not, but, you know, sexually submissively leaning person, like I could feel how like you said, how wonderful it feels to lose ourselves in yeah. something. Like, it's it's delicious, you know? Yeah. But when there isn't, um, when it's not selective or choice-based, and that's <laughs> all we're doing, you know, that created so many problems for me. So in the past, it was more like I existed inside the relationship. And then when the relationship changed or ended, it literally felt like I was going to die because it was my world. Yeah. Like, I didn't have a self outside of the relationship. I didn't have a solid anchor point that wasn't, inside the world of my relationship. And so with this new relationship and with infinite relating, what I realized was now my relationship exists inside of me, you know, inside Mm. of my world. Like I am the world. I have my own life and my relationship is one portion of my life. But when my relationship changes, because it has, as you know, you know, especially in the last month, there's been a lot that's (laughs) happened for me. We're still very much together, but we've gone through our first major thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that this episode. Maybe we won't, but now, even when something like that rocks me, you know, really hard, because it does, because I'm in love and in a deeply, you know, committed devotional space with someone, um, there isn't that that life or death feeling that I used to have of, like, this can't change. You know, if this changes, it's the end of me, yes. because now I exist outside of my relationship, and my relationship exists inside of me. And so for me, that orientation has been so essential to feel... Um, both safe and autonomous and yeah, like I'm not doing the hardcore merging, you know, fusing together (laughs) thing. And then what we were talking about right before we started recording this, which I hadn't really thought of until today, actually in this way is that, so that sort of is, I think makes a lot of sense. That first one I just said in terms of like, yeah, you don't lose yourself and you know, it feels more comfortable, safer to go deeper because I know that I have, you know, the totality of who I am is, my main, you know, I'm, I'm making this circle with my, <laughs> like my main arena. And then the relationship occurs inside of that arena yes. of me, you know, of myself, of my sovereign, you know, life experience. And my relationship is just one part of my life experience. But also what I learned sort of came onto this morning is that 
I get to connect way more deeply with my partner now that I'm really rooted in my sovereignty than I ever have with anyone ever before. Right. And I think what I, what I mean by that is that I get to actually connect with him mm. like as he is, as he is a separate being from me, as he is in his own glorious selfhood that I'm not controlling, managing, um, you know, picking apart, trying to change, trying to make better trying to manage like there's just none of that like instead my sovereignty allows me because I understand and I'm so deeply connected with how it feels for me to be sovereign which is like you said like my um my selfhood is my primary anchor point that I know how to give that to him too and leave plenty of space for him to have his sovereignty be his primary relationship, let's say. Yeah. Um, and from that place, I get to actually connect with him, which is wild. <laughs> because I literally don't know, and this is so embarrassing, but I think might be true for me. If I've ever really connected with someone for very long, even though I've been in five-year relationships, I've been in three-year relationships, I've been in another three to five-year relationship. Like, I've been in long relationships. Right. But I think I was connecting with um, my projection of who I yeah. wanted them to be. Yeah. I was connecting from a place of being fused to them. So we weren't two separate people. We were kind of one conglomerate. Yeah. And it's actually harder to connect when you're one conglomerate with someone else because there's kind of this mushy, smushy, like, you know, merging that while it can feel really good and seem like, oh, we're so close. Yeah. I actually feel way closer to my partner now than I think I've ever felt to anyone because I feel so separate from him. <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah, like two separate free people who have their own two feet under them and who have, you know, a range of motions that they can do while staying connected. There's so much more creativity in terms of ways that we can connect. And there's so much more curiosity, which is something that you were talking about. Right before yeah, this. yeah. When you have, well, I'm just like feeling back into the merging. Like if we're, we're merged into that and I feel like that's what we, we, so many of us, I know I did like, yeah, you fall in love with a person, but as soon as like, as soon as you start to fall in love, then you create this image of what they're supposed to be and what the relationship is supposed to be. And then most likely based on what culture told us was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you totally lose sight of that person that you were so excited right. about who they actually are, who they actually are. And then because you've merged, it's so risky for them to even show you who they really are because what if they show you and then that destroys mm. everything. So, so it's, it stifles the growth of each person and the relationship together. So this space of like, I have me and you have you now I get to spend my entire, whatever, however time we have together with so much curiosity about who is this person? How do they feel the world? How do they process? How do they handle like, what is their perspective? And it's so, so juicy mm-hmm. it's so juicy, so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think in addition for me in addition to curiosity there's awe awe yes. and a feeling of wonder because more than in any relationship I've ever been in by far I've done so much letting go of Max repeatedly so much self-management so much um yeah like really not like, very, very, very rarely. I mean, I don't even know how I'm pulling this off. Because I'm normally, like, such a controlling person in partnership. Mm. But I think, like we were saying, it's because I've control has never... I, I have got enough data now. <laughs> I'm 45 years old. I've been in a lot of relationships and a lot of, you know, long, short, all kinds. And control has just never worked. It's never actually worked. It's right. never gotten me what I truly want, which is that feeling of connection, which is that feeling of intimacy, which is safety, Safety, not in terms of longevity, but just in terms of feeling like 
I can be myself with this person. Um, I'm comfortable and relaxed around them. Yeah. I trust, I feel trust around them. I feel respect. I feel respect for them and respected by them. And so, yeah, it's been pretty incredible to see like what, um, yeah, like what happens when given every, given, given total freedom, because we both have that he still chooses to want to be with me. It's like so much more magical than any level of control that I would employ, which might have made it seem like, oh, well, we're committed to each other. You know, we have these agreements or, you know, I pester him enough about certain behaviors so he stopped doing them. (laughs) So now I don't feel afraid anymore. Mm. And that is like such a short-term strategy. And it's it's such a ripoff of getting to actually find out like a are we actually compatible do we actually like each other and then b if we are like who is this person really like what do they like what turns them on like what what are the things they do that are different from me and and when can I interface with those and engage and when do I just not want to also right and we have our own separate lives that there's certain things that that I don't like necessarily want to participate in with my partner and that's great we we do those things separately and that's yes you know it's so much the payoff is like so worth it in terms of you know confronting some of that fear of independent of not independence but of the sovereignty in terms of like yeah I'm not going to control I'm not going to latch on I'm not gonna um yeah try to manage your behavior or direct it in any certain way exactly I'm going to like keep you know keep the relationship inside of my life instead of making yeah my life the relationship and I'm even feeling into like there's you know the, it kind of coming into like a relationship agreements that keep us safe as opposed to like this idea of sovereignty it's like I don't want to feel safe because you promised me something mm. and that I want to feel safe because I feel your desire mm. every time we're together mm-hmm. like I want spaciousness for that because that feels so juicy yeah and that Oh, like that. <laughs> that's totally. what gets me going. Yeah, where to just feel like you know my past relationships where it's like, oh no, I'm safe because we've committed, and so you, they have to be here because they told me they would. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I want to feel. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now that's really scary. Right now, that's scary. But it's such the common model. Well, we promised each other past yeah. versions. I'm like, no, I want to feel your aliveness. I want to feel that like we're still coming together as, um like beings of choice. Yeah. Like I've explored the world. I've done all these things. I've had tried all these other relationships. I've done all, and I still, I still want to explore with you. Like I want to go in deep with you. And that I think this create, I feel like this is what creates space for that. Like mm-hmm. that continued growing desire. Yeah. Yeah. I only want everything. That's all. That's all <laughs> I want in relationships. I want to feel all of the juiciness, all the way through. I don't want to block any of it. I love it. With these old stories. I love it, yeah. Yeah, yeah and sovereignty specifically is something that we're exploring right now. And I think I should talk, I think if you're down with it, I should talk about, a li- or just like briefly what happened between us and kind of where we're at now. Yeah, I think that's great. It's really helpful. I think it's related <laughs> to all this. Um, so what happened was, I went, like we said, we went to Soul Play. My partner and I, Max, we had... Um, you know, we're in a poly relationship. We've been deeply in love and have had some sort of sexual experiences with other people. So we've been together, but not so many. And so at this week apart, because he didn't come, you know, I was like, I had the space and freedom because we don't have any relationship agreements except to deeply consider each other before we do anything with anyone else or in anything we do, actually, just to, to consider each other deeply. Um, 
I had the total freedom to do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. As, as long as I deeply considered him, which I did. And so I got to have a lot of fun. And I got to hook up with a bunch of people, which was great for me. Really fun. I feel like I got to get into my single, you know, the mm. feeling of like I have a partner. So it wasn't like I, and that's something else I'd like to bookmark talking about. But, you know, that feeling more of like solo Baz and like, yeah, you know, what, where do I want to walk? Like, when do I want to go sleep? When do I want to take a nap? Who do I want to eat dinner with? Like the whole thing. I just got to have so much choice and freedom and sovereignty. It was phenomenal. And we also made an agreement not to talk about anything we'd done with other people while we were away just because we wanted to be back together physically and then we could share all the stories. But we did text. We mostly just texted how in love with each other we were and like lots of emojis. <laughs> and so here I was having this, these experiences with other people and hot hookups and like sort of spiritual. Um, I had all kinds of cool sexual experiences with people um, from like flirty dances to like actual, you know, physical intimacy and every time I did it, I fell deeper in love with Max. I was like, oh my God, this this man is so... Because our relationship is providing me with the ability for me to have this much freedom. Yeah. You know, and this much pleasure. And there's this much trust between us. And all it was doing was just making me love him more. Like, more and more and more and more. And throughout the process of... Um, the week he was just like elevating in my mind and heart like absolutely like exalted you know onto his throne and he's been calling me his queen for a really long time and I've not been able to call him my king I've been like I'm not using the k-word it freaks me out like I'm not ready and he's like it's fine you know don't give it to me till I've earned it which I thought was really hot and over the week he earned it in my mind and heart I was like this guy is my king so I came home feeling that way And he had a totally different experience while I was gone, (laughs) which was that he was really, really liking the space and really feeling tapped into a part of himself that gets lost when he's, when I'm around because he loves me and I'm very compelling and he wants to hang out with me often um, and doesn't always take the time he needs for himself, even, even though our relationship is so based on both of us having what we need. Right. And so I came back, sort of, I'll remember the forever, this moment in the car where, like, my heart's just, like, blazing open, and I call him, and it's just like, ah, you know, <laughs> I'm so in love with you, I'm coming home a day early, do you have, you know, I don't want to talk yet about what I did at Soul Play, because I don't, you know, I was going to come home late at night, but, but I did just want to know, you know, is there anything that you need to talk to me about? I kind of wanted to know before I saw him, like, did he hook up with anyone? Mm. Like, I don't want to know the details, I just want to know if it happened. And he didn't hook up with anyone, and he didn't end up telling me that, but instead he told me this other thing around how he was like, yeah, I, there was something I wanted to talk to you about, and it wasn't about someone else, it was about me, you know, questioning our relationship, basically, and, like, whether I'm in too deep, and, like, am I able to take care of myself, and he, if, when he listens to this, he will take, um, issue with what I'm saying so I apologize to you my love because I'm <laughs> gonna do this wrong because this is just what I heard because this yeah. isn't what he thinks he said but <laughs> what I heard was you know he he really really liked the space and he was feeling really conflicted about being in love with someone and wanting to go deep with them with me but also really feeling like feeling like it felt really good to have me gone and mm. he got to tap into parts of himself that he doesn't tap into when I'm around and how do we reconcile that? Yeah. So that was the nature of our first like mega rupture was that I was like, oh my God, you're my king. And he was like, I kind of liked you not being oh. around. <laughs> like, how do we, 
how do, and then, then so what do we do? So yeah. we had a big, you know, a big conflict and all kinds of things happened that I don't need to get into. But the end result has been a couple of learnings for me that I feel like are really important. And one is that um, my first sort of, you know, because we had, a, we had a lot of tension between us. I, I took it to mean that he was, you know, thinking about breaking up with me. He, of course, says he didn't mean that. But, you know, so we had some miscommunication. And just, I think, because my heart was so wide open at that time, like, any amount of him questioning sort of threw me off. Yeah. But the first big thing that felt like it got me back on my feet into sovereignty, which is kind of ironic, but I think that's maybe why it's worth talking about, is that I really realized that being in a partnership or any kind of, you know, intimate connection and not being in one is really different. Mm. Like that those two things are not the same and that it's actually, you know, I called him and was like, okay, here's my truth, which feels scary to say because I don't know what this will mean for us. Like I really would love to stay with him, but I'm also committed to, you know, only being in relationships that work for me and being true to myself no matter what. So my truth is that there is no way to truly feel single and be in a connection that's as deep as ours. Like you actually can't have both, which felt super edgy to say because I wanted to be able to say to him, yeah, babe, like, you know, let's, let's find a way that you can Mm -hmm. feel like a bachelor because he's just getting out of this marriage and that you can also, you know, be with me. Like, let's find a way to have both. We can have it all. And I actually felt really good to be like, I can't, you know, I can't have it all. It's like, I'm a mom. We're both moms. Yes. And that changes our life fundamentally. And as humans, we have to eat, we have to sleep. You know, there's things we have to do that are sort of, it's just sort of reality. Yeah. Um, And that ironically, even though I was saying sort of, yeah, there are some limitations if you want to be with me, that actually put me back in touch with my sovereignty because it Mm. was me really connecting deeply with myself, what I stand for, what I believe in, what I have to offer him, um, what I need to feel in order to go deep with him. And I would say, and your choice that you want to be in partnership, mm-hmm. like acknowledging like this is actually something that's really important to me. Yeah. Or it's not, you know, totally. like, but, but to own either way of, yeah, I, I know this is going to alter the way I navigate in the world. And and I want it. It's yeah. it's worth the union. It's worth yeah. Right, the that, consideration. That deep consideration of totally. someone else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that helped me sort of refine this whole topic of sovereignty in that it's not I get to do whatever the fuck I want, you know? Right. Like it's actually not that. <laughs> right. Which is I think really important to say because I think in for certain personalities or just certain relationships or configurations of people it can, and I've done this in my past where it's kind of, I've been kind of a my way or the highway person. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that, you know, sovereignty doesn't have, it actually, it actually helps me respect my partner more Mm -hmm. um, because I respect myself more and it helps me, yeah, have that feeling of autonomy yet deep connection and, and know, and extend the same towards them. Yeah. And I'm owning my choices and I'm owning my behavior. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. taking full responsibility for it. And if I do something that isn't, that doesn't hold deep consideration for you, then I need to own that part too. And, yeah. and decide like maybe if I feel that that's important, then maybe I'm not ready for this particular type of relationship configuration. Totally. But yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not a free pass. Well, you got you and I got me. And so whatever. It's like, right. no, it's, it's, I'm consciously making choices of what type of relationships I'm engaging in. 
Yeah. 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 And how I attend to our connection and how yes. I attend to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first thing. And, and he kind of sat with that. And then, you know, at, over the next week, we talked a lot. And now we're, this current week, actually, we're experimenting, as you know, as Freya knows, with um, taking a week of self, a week that's more attuned with self. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, at first we were saying space. <laughs> At first we're saying a week of space, and then I was like, that doesn't really feel true to me. That doesn't really feel honoring. It makes it, it, maybe it triggers me because it makes me feel like that sort of ball and chain mentality Mm. of especially heterosexual relationships in the U.S. that I certainly saw growing up and that I still have some trauma around. Like, the woman in particular in this case is a burden, and her needs are a burden, and, you know, it's something that he sort of withstands, and all he wants is to get away and take space, you know? Right. So I think the word space, like, totally triggered those feelings for me and those thoughts. Um, So, yeah, now we're saying, and and we've, he and I have talked about this, that it's, like, a time of of deeper selfhood, deeper connection to self, and that that's something that we, that he's asked for, and that we're experimenting with, like, can we do that? Like every couple of weeks, can we have a week of selfhood where we're more attuned to that? And how does that feel? And it's been really fascinating to, to try things and to experiment as a couple and as an individual and notice, you know, what, um, what feels right for me, what feels too far, you know, what feels too rigid, what doesn't feel clear enough and just be refining, uh, this, this like I think very age old <laughs> conundrum of like how do you be deeply connected in a romantic relationship and how do you be yourself? How do you stay how connected do you grow to yourself as an individual? Yeah. yeah, stay connected to your truth. That feels really exciting in my body to hear it shared that way. Yeah, space mm-hmm. space sounds a little scary. It's just like kind of vague and unclear. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it feels there's that sensation of like you need to you get, need to get away. away from me. Yeah. yeah. Versus, oh, when you go into selfhood, I'm excited to see what you discovered while yes. you were away. Mm, I love that. Yeah, like, where where did you go? What did you discover about yourself? So that feels really, totally. really good. Right, and trusting that anytime I or my partner or friends or anyone or my kids, like, get more, get more anchored into who we are and have deeper contact with ourselves and more harmony inside of ourselves and more nourishment inside of ourselves... All that ever does is allow me and him and them to show up more fully to the connection. Absolutely. Or just... to realize the connection is not serving. <laughs> not aligned. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like a trust-building experience with self. Totally. Which I feel like is incredibly important in the whole so- sovereignty piece. Like, I think that's maybe some of the challenge, too, is, is starting into this world of, like, what does sovereignty feel like for me or look like? And in order for me to have it, I have to be able to trust my sensations. I have to be able to trust my inner voice. And that's hard to do when I'm not having self time. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to get kind of mixed up in the us or the world. But so to having that time to like recalibrate with what is my system feeling? What Mm -hmm. am I processing? What am I wanting and needing? Yeah. It's, it's a really, yeah, it's a really integral part of trust with self. Yeah, I think that's like actually what allows me, what has most allowed me to drop control is sovereignty. Because like you're just like you're saying, sovereignty leads me to knowing what I need, knowing where my boundaries are. Yes. And being willing to, because I have my own two feet and my world is not the relationship. Instead, the relationship (laughs) occurs inside my world, being able to actually enact boundaries. Yes. You know, and I think this is 
this is something that really didn't make sense to me before. Um, and that really makes sense to me now that I've been doing, doing sovereignty, maybe. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> doing sovereignty with an yeah. infinite <laughs> <laughs> Is that the reason it's safe for me to say things and actually experience, like, my partner can do whatever he wants. Like, I don't put any limitations on his behavior. He's free to do anything he wants, you know, literally anything. Yes. And the reason that's safe for me is because <laughs> I'm, I know my limits in a variety of areas. And if he started doing X, Y, Z behavior, then I know the actions I would take as a result, whether right. it be to, like you said at the beginning, like voice my concern and, and let him know or to leave or to, you know, distance myself. Right. Um, that's huge. That's been like so huge for me. And I think maybe this is getting slightly off topic, but I think for me, like my unwillingness to enact appropriate consequences to someone else's behavior has been a huge part of why I've been in also very unhealthy relationships in the past Mm. is like it's kind of like you know someone someone does xyz behavior that's really intolerable for me if I'm if I'm unwilling to give appropriate consequences to that behavior, which would be, for example, to walk away. Right. <laughs> then I have to control that person. Right. And I want to acknowledge, like, it's consequences not as in I'm going to punish you or show you how you're right. wrong. It's consequences like I need to take care of myself in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether that's walk away or come to them and ask for a, a change or whatever, knowing yeah. that they might say no or right. they might not be available. But, yeah, the consequences are, like, entirely within your system yeah. of what you need Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's. Yeah. It's a, exactly. It's a skill to practice. And I think without sovereignty or a sense of sovereignty, it's impossible. It's much harder, at least, to enact boundaries. Yeah. Because again, that's when we're co- You know, when I'm not sovereign, that's when I'm codependent. That's when my world and the relationship merge. That's when the stakes feel impossibly high yes. to leave the relationship or make a change because my world is the relationship and therefore I'm fucking up my whole world if I do something to my relationship. Totally. And I don't even know where my edge is then because right. I'm in this like really swirly yeah, yeah being totally. of codependency. And I, I want to acknowledge that you and your partner have complete freedom. We do. Like that and, but that isn't necessarily how sovereignty looks. I know my partner and I, we yeah. actually have relationship agreements. <gasps> you do? What are your relationship we do. agreements? I want to hear. But we have, we've definitely, I don't think I know this. Do you not know? Or, I don't no. think We so. definitely have sexual exclusivity. Okay. Like that, we decided right away that we both wanted. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but then, I like hearing. I want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, and that's something I too, I think it, it just happened. Like it, it wasn't something that, because both of us were, I was definitely solo poly. I think he was, you know, exploring poly and dating. And so I don't think I, I didn't, I didn't expect to want any exclusivity, but when we came together, I was like, I've been working so hard. We've been working so hard and getting to this depth. I'm like, I just feel that's where my energy wants to be. I want, yeah, I want to go deep with this one person. And so that felt really natural for us both to feel we want sexual exclusivity. And then outside of that, we're exploring together. We're not mm. sure. We're both really flirty, sensual people. We have an amazing community where we get yeah. to dance and drop in in all these yummy ways. And so we're both calibrating and feeling into it. And we're kind of testing it out at different community events. And it's, it's, it's a dynamic process. Like, so beyond this ex- sexual exclusivity, you know, the rest is, it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Uh, and and by sexual, do you mean like intercourse sexual or like 
fluid exchange or like making out, kissing, like where's your line? Do you know? Our line is definitely no oral sex, no penetration. Okay. Um, I think like the, I think dancing, like sensual dances are okay. Okay. Past that, it's a lot of okay, gray area. A lot of gray area. <laughs> I think I know. Sex. I mean, you've seen our <laughs> sensual dances, but I know, and I think we've had the conversation. Or I think we keep coming like, is kissing okay? I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah, it's we're gonna keep feeling it, and and part of it is 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 it we're gonna get it wrong. Yeah. We're gonna screw this up. Yeah. It's gonna hurt. Yeah. And that's going to be our information for what works and what doesn't work. Totally. And I think it's just we kind of, you know, we just keep looking at each other with transparency and owning that. Like, yeah, we neither of us are sure. Like, yeah. we, we both really want to honor the other person's truth and how they navigate in the world. I love watching him across the room and the way he, like, drops in deep with somebody. Mm. And it just... Because he just has this like magnetism, this way of pulling people in, and it, it's so juicy to see. And I love watching him get into these super yummy dances. And I, so I don't like that's something I've been loving about him for for as long as I've known him. I don't want to stop that because he's yeah. mine. Yeah. Um. I want I want that to be such an essential part, and he feels the same about me. And so it's like, yeah, how do we honor our full expression of who we are and how we love? And find what feels safe for us now, and yeah. and honoring too, like. Whatever we decide, wherever that that moving line is, it might be here this week as we navigate what's coming up, what's being triggered, what's, you know, moving through us. And then it might be somewhere different in a week or a month. So that feels feels really good. It feels really good for me to know that, like to be in the space mm-hmm. of like, it doesn't have to, we don't have to decide. Yeah. And there is a little bit of a scary, there was, you know, there was a challenge a week ago when his jealousy came up and as we were talking through it. I was acknowledging, like, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. That is not, that is not the scenario. That is mm-hmm. not the case. There's nothing I need to apologize for. But I, there is this curiosity of what if he's bumping up against my essential truth, the way I flirt and crush mm-hmm. on the world and love mm-hmm. everybody? And what if the part of him decides, like, actually, this isn't compatible for me. This totally. won't feel safe. And there's really, like, that's the risk. Yep. That's the risk of honoring who he is and honoring who yeah. I am. And it's scary, and it also makes it that much fucking yummer, yummier when we're like, oh, actually, this is where I want to be right now. This this really resonates. We're on the same frequency together. So yeah. it's like that. the risk is part of what is necessary for this to really work, too. It is, right? Mm-hmm. I totally feel that, too. Yeah. I know we can feel this both, like, cringy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It is. It's like the risk of letting them, like, live their life fully expressed, like, Something might happen. They might yeah. fall madly in love with somebody. And yeah, I want, I don't, I would never want to take away a part of his life experience or make him small in any way. I want him to have like the, the most expansive, yummiest journey he can have here. Yeah. But there's risk in that. There's totally. risk. Yeah. To, to my heart in that. And, and that's, I'm willing, I'm willing to live that risk for, for this depth of connection yeah. for being able to see who he really is. Yeah. And to be witnessed and like who I am to like, oh my gosh, to be, to be seen from across the room when I'm like rising in my connection and my exploration and my, like, oh, it feels so good to be loved in that space. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yum. (laughs) No, I don't remember what we were talking about. I think of, I think that that feels like a really beautiful place to end actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, is yeah. There anything else you feel I think like I just want to acknowledge 
because because again we're both are polyamorous or polyamorous leaning like the sovereignty piece works in monogamy as well yes it absolutely does like it works in all relationship dynamics and you i think the sovereignty piece is like owning what do i need what type Mm -hmm. of container what type of relationship do i need to feel safe um and both sides being able to come to each other with that their essential truth in that and to be able to let each other know when like oh i thought it was this but then i felt this and it was actually really different and now i need to recalibrate yeah yeah i think all of this especially the big i mean one of the biggest pieces of infinite relating is this is all dynamic. Mm. This is all dynamic. Yes. Yeah. It's always changing. It's always changing. We're always changing. We are evolving. We are growing. So the relationships yeah. need to change with us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. And I, I, I agree a hundred percent. And maybe that's why sovereignty to me feels so important because what I learn about myself might change, will change and what I want will change mm-hmm. probably. And, um, yeah, the information I'm getting through my connection with myself will change, but yeah. the the fact of my sovereignty will not. Yes. And I think that that is what I've needed in order to actually be able to show up as I really am in a partnership, not lose myself, not control him, not not do disrespectful behavior to either of us, yes. you know, but to actually stay in that place of respect and wonder and appreciation and curiosity and love of myself and, you know, freedom and letting go, but also being deeply connected is the fact that, yeah, no matter what, like there's no, there's no level of relationship at which the sovereignty ends. You know, it's not like, okay, it's been a year, it's been five years. And actually maybe I'll just end with this for me. Like my friend was in town. I told you this the other day and she was like, okay, Bez and Max, like now that you guys are really together for real, (laughs) are you still in an infinite relationship? And we were both like, fuck yeah, of course we are. And she was a little bit taken aback by that because I think she thought that we would be like, well, no, now we're committed, you know? Right. It's like, no way. Like there is no, there is no like level of depth or commitment for me at least that I can foresee yet. Um, Yeah where I would drop any of the core principles of infinite relating because it's what's got me here and it's what has me feel safe and it's what I'm going to keep using in the future, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, you can be, I'm committed and I'm, I'm committed in an infinite relationship, Yeah, which means that commitment is, is going to evolve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I'm committed to loving my, and living my greatest truth with this person. Yep. Right. And yeah. my, but that sense of sovereignty is persistent. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Essential. Cool, baby. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for Thank hanging you. out with us while we drink our tea and talk about relationships. It's one of our favorite things to do. We're glad you're here. Yes. Love you. All right, next time. Thanks for listening to the show. Hang out with us more at infinite relating.love and stay infinite.